Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm with Squeaks. Squeaks. And today we're going to be covering a ton of news for you and celebrating Overwatch's anniversary. But first, we want to remind you that next month is going to be all Gathered Gamers event. So uh, what that means is we're going to be bringing you a ton of podcasts. Uh, we have, if my count is correct, I think it's like 24 episodes coming out Dang. next month. Yeah, so... Uh, what that entails is every Monday, so normally it's Tuesday, but every Monday we're going to be dropping the news of the week. We're going to have reactions to all the big announcements, like PS5 announcement coming on the 2nd. Uh, we're going to have some crossovers. I've already, I've already got some awesome people excited to come on. Uh, we're going to do top fives and talk about their favorite games. We're also going to be doing these developer deep dives where we look into a company's history, what they're doing now, and what they'll be doing in the future. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, and <clears throat> we also have IGN just announced today the details on their summer of gaming. So uh, they're going to have three big days. They're calling the IGN Expo from the 5th, 6th, and 7th. Uh, and so we're going to be live on all three of those days, reacting on Twitch. And then we'll do a reaction to all three days together uh, towards the end of that. So that'll be, it's just going to be so much fun, guys. We're going to have a lot to bring to you guys. Uh, and then we have... Oh, we have a new review. I want to get this new review read. Uh, from Skywalker0429. Amazing show. Looking for... Looking for everything that is a geek news. Hey, that's us. Uh, this is a show for you. The hosts are entertaining and knowledgeable. Keep up the good work. Appreciate that so much, guys. Hit us up with those reviews, guys. Those five stars really help us out. It's a huge morale booster. Squeaks, how have you been doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. How have you been doing, sir? Been doing good. Been busy. Yes, yes. As we uh, our usual greetings, um, what have you been watching or playing? Uh, I just finished Fleabag, and it is fantastic. I can't suggest mm -hmm. it enough. Uh, okay. Playing, I've been playing uh, some Minecraft, got some friends into Minecraft, and so that got me hyped for it. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. be playing Minecraft Dungeons today. Uh, and then I tried out Satisfactory, and we just got Twitch Affiliate, so that's really exciting, too. I saw that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that all means, but I'm hyped. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I, I think I get to make an emoji now or whatever, so I'm excited for that. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, life that's goals. Funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, but what have you been watching? What have you been playing? Watching. Um, let's see. I've been watching a little bit of uh, Avatar. I've been watching a little bit of Clone yes. Wars. Oh, uh, playing. I've been playing a little Mafia too. With uh, obviously you know some World of Warcraft and some. Uh, <laughs> you've been seeing some Fortnite as well. I've been getting really good at it. So I kind of got a little addicted to it. I have about five more gigabytes to go, and I'm redownloading Fortnite. Uh, oh shit! So I'll play with you, but mostly because at like two a.m. my nephew is texting me, trying to invite me, and is facetiming me, trying to get me to play Fortnite. So I don't think his parents know that he's playing Fortnite till two a.m. But until <laughs> my brother, I was gonna knows. say, yeah, I can't, I can't do two a.m. <laughs> I yeah. can do two p.m. But... He's a mad gamer, dude. And then he's like, I'm sitting there playing Satisfactory last night. We're doing the stream last night. Oh, uh, by the way, community night, guys. Every Friday we have community night, and then sometimes we'll do bonus ones. Last night was a bonus one. Uh, where we get together with a bunch of streamers and podcasters and stream together and bullshit. Um, but yeah, so he's he's like, what are you playing that factory game for? Come play Fortnite. <laughs> I'm like, dude, chill. Out. I'm playing a bit. Uh, but it's just funny. Oh, yeah. You know what? Speaking of that real quick, uh, my um, my wife's uh, cousin, yeah, mm -hmm. wife's cousin, was playing uh, Fortnite on the cell phone, but Bluetooth, the PS4 controller too. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I didn't even know you could do that. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, man, that's that's dedication. Dude, yeah, you can get the Yeah, they have the, the nice controls for those things. And, and then, yeah, you can use your, your PS, a PS4 one. And uh, there's 
they have Call of Duty and stuff like that on there too, so you can be playing all those. Oh my goodness! Cool. Yeah, wow. it's amazing what the phones can do, and you could stream Stadia to your phone, so you really could play Assassin's Creed or whatever you want. Dang. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get into some of these uh, news items we have here. So, uh, Sony has been working to expand the Marvel Cinematic Spider Verse, is what they're calling it now, and uh, just took a big step forward. They have a new director for this new spinoff. Uh, so let's talk about the spinoff itself. It's early rumors are saying it's going to be a spinoff that follows Madam Webb. She's a blind elderly woman with Mizothea Gravis. Gravis. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's exactly right, but yeah. Mm. Uh, and she's like connected to this like web-looking support system that keeps her alive. She also has clairvoyance and precog. Uh, she's a, considered a mutant. This would be the first mutant in the MCU connected universe. What are your thoughts on this character? Have you do you know much about Madam Webb? Um, I don't know too much about Madam Web, but you made a statement of the first uh, mutant in the connected universe. Is Morbius not considered a mutant? You know, yeah, he might be considered a mutant. That's right. Yeah, so he'll be he up did first. So, so is it is um, he a mutant or is he? Because he kind of jacked himself up in a way. Yeah, right. And usually, because so... it's, it's not something he was born with. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but what I really like is that how the Sony is doing this whole villain movies. You know. Yeah. Um, I like this. Uh, I don't know too much about her, and uh, of course now I'll have to look her up more. But I like how they're continuing to do this trend, and so I'm I'm hoping because I think some of the best villains in the Marvel side are coming from Spider Man. Um, well, Madam Web so is I'm a good guy. That. Oh shit! Well, fuck all that up. Yeah, <laughs> she's actually a mentor to Peter Parker a lot of the times. You know, because she's kind of been around for a while and stuff like that. She's older. Oh shit! Wow, that's yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> so she she's been a mentor of Spider-Man. She first appeared in uh The Amazing Spider-Man number 210 back in 1980 November. Uh yeah, so there's basically two ways that they could do this. They could either do uh her early life when she's Cassandra Webb and then like her path to becoming Madam Webb, which I would really like. That'd be like a period piece. Probably take place in the 80s. Everything's about the 80s right now. You got your Stranger Things and the new Wonder Woman movie. Oh my like god, that. over the 80s right now. Yeah, a little bit much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um or they could uh, go with like her dying days and and giving the power to Julia Carpenter, who's the second Madam Web, uh, and giving her the abilities. And I think that probably is more likely where you have somebody who would eventually later on be teaming up with with Spider-Man, uh, with with Julia. So I think that's kind of our, our big winner right there. What what are your thoughts? Would you, which one of those two know. would you like to see? Do you, do you think, oh, man, I don't know. Do you think it'll go well crossing over to the MCU that Sony is going to get their hands on this instead of Marvel? Or are you going to, is Marvel going to have their help like they kind of did with Spider-Man? Or uh, how much is Sony involved yeah. with this one? I think this is going to be like a Morbius and Venom thing where it's not a lot of Marvel involved. Uh, so you think it's going to cross over well? Or do you think we're going to like this character? Because I'm not a huge fan of the Venom movie. So yeah. do you think that it will cross over well? Or do you even... Are we going to hate this character and not care about it too much to even see it anymore? You know? I think it's that one. I think it's we're not going to care about it as much. Yeah, because uh, right now, Venom Venom was, is currently still my favorite villain in Spider-Man. Yeah. I never not cared so less about Venom until that movie came out. Yeah, and it's a shame. I love uh, Tom Hardy and stuff like that. But yeah, I haven't oh, even sure. been bothered to watch it yet. And I keep saying that, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a little uh, skeptical on this one. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I, I don't really trust um, Sony right now, so yeah, right. we'll see how things go. The director is going to be C.J. Clarkson. Uh, she's most well-known for directing Jessica Jones in The Defenders, which I really liked how Jessica Jones was directed. 
Um, but I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but that's not like the best stuff either to me. Yeah. You this know? is actually her first like major film. <sighs> Goodness, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's also going to be written by the guy who's writing Morbius. So if Morbius is bad, then we don't have much hope for this one. Oh, man. I don't know. Morbius looks good, so I have a little hope for it. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer looks good, and it looks like they're taking it seriously. Because mm-hmm. uh, I thought maybe they were just going to be you know, goofing off with it and stuff like that. And like, no, Morbius yeah. is a pretty big character if you guys give him the treatment he deserves. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about Zack Snyder Cut being released. Uh, do you? Okay, so before we dig into this, do you know what the Zack Snyder Cut is and the huge internet pull behind it? I do. I know that it was uh, some extra content that he had in it that would have made it more grimmier, if I'm not yeah, uh, certain, right? And um, so I know they, they took it out. I know it was at the same time that um, it was when his daughter daughter passed yeah. away. Yeah. So I don't, know how much, I, I don't know how much influence that took on the movie or whatnot. I don't mm-hmm. know too much about that. I just know um, that there's this huge pull for it that we all want, that people want to see it. Because it has a lot more, yeah. What is it, nastier vibe or something to it? So yeah, basically what it is is uh, he's he's making you know he's making Justice League right. And he had already made Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman before that. This is going to be kind of the the conclusion to those. He was giving it that darker tone, uh, and then midway through filming, uh, his daughter had passed, and so he wanted to stop for a second, kind of you know he deal with that. No blames there. Uh, Jeff Johns took that moment. To, and at the time he was running DC's film projects, took that time to grab uh, Joss Whedon, who had done the first two Avengers films, and said, hey, man, can you kind of take over this? And I was hoping Joss Whedon could create the next MCU within the DC universe. Uh, and so Joss Whedon went through and just colorized everything, made everything brighter. Uh, everybody blames him for the mustache gate on Superman. <laughs> um, so, so there's a lot there. And since then, the fans have been, you know, in the streets revolting. They really wanted to make sure we can get the Zack Snyder cut, which is supposed to be this darker tone film uh, that, that really falls within line of Batman vs Superman and man of steel. Um, so that's where we're at right now. So the fans have been crazy for it. And then we had a watch party with Zack Snyder uh, on the 20th. And during the watch party, they were watching man of steel Snyder revealed at the end that the Snyder cut is coming and it's now called Zack Snyder's justice league. And it'll be coming on HBO max in 2021. These will be released. This will either be released in a four-hour movie or six thirty-five-minute episodes. Which seems better to you? Um, I kind of like the uh, shit. I don't know. I kind of like the episodes because then it gives you this stopping point where you can like, all right, I need to go take a break or do whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then, it, is it not gonna feel like a movie anymore? Are they gonna fade the episode, or it'll just stop at one point? Or I guess it just depends how they transition if it goes to from the end of one episode to the start to the other. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I I think I kind of want the movie itself because that's how it was originally supposed to be intended. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't bother me so much as, uh, man, why is it taking so long to come out if it's already so, done, right? It's not done. He's going to do some additional filming. Good transition, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do some additional fil- filming, and uh, it's going to cost 20 to $30 million to make that filming. He says there's going to be no major cast in it, but Ben Affleck already said he's coming back, so there's some confusion there. Uh, that is crazy confusion. Okay, so how is there twenty to thirty million dollars more worth of filming? Are is everyone coming back for this? Right. Well, or no? well, he said that nobody. He's not going to need any of the main cast to do this because he just wants to film the, the filler shots that he wasn't able to film with the B team during the main principal filming. Okay. Uh, 
so he's going to do all those. And that's, that was kind of his stipulation when, you know, WB was joking around like, yeah, we can give you the Snyder Cut. You know, and then Zach said, I need 20 to 30 million. And they're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, but now with HBO Max, this is a huge way to boost their numbers. This is their Mandalorian. I think that's why it'll become a series. Um, mm-hmm. This is just what he needs. With Ben Affleck, if Ben Affleck comes back, it won't be like big fighting scenes. I think it'll be just kind of filler, him chit-chatting. I don't know, man. And why is he coming back if he doesn't want to be a part of Batman anymore? That's the well, crazy thing, too. Does he just dude, want to finish what he started? There's fucking rumors that if he comes back for this, he might go back to actually doing his solo movie. You and stuff fucking like that. son of a bitch. I don't. <laughs> I, let's clear the air real quick on this. I don't like Syke Snyder or the Zack Snyder cut or Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm not happy about wow. any of this. So, yeah. Wow. So while I'm writing this article and while I'm talking about it, I'm sitting here like, I'm happy for the fans that worked hard for this. I could give no fucking fucks about you, this thing. <laughs> we're going to have to pause it for a second. You are blowing my mind right now because I actually like Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> Dude. He just had this like um, no, no, uh, say politely, no shits given, you know, yeah, um, attitude. I really like that with this Batman because I, I just liked how it was. It's kind of like you're not going to make another Joker that's like, um, uh, whatchamacallit? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. So yeah. I kind of like that it was different from the um, Christian Bell one. Yeah. Um, but I didn't mind him at all as Batman. I, I liked I his fighting style him. for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, now, what's your reasons on Zack Snyder? So, okay, so real quick on Batman. The biggest thing I don't like about Ben Affleck being Batman. By the way, we should keep this in. I'm not going to cut this. This is all good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the reason I don't like Ben Affleck as Batman is because of Ben Affleck himself. If you're playing Batman, and we've this has happened before. Christian Bale takes it lightly. Uh, George Clooney specifically was really bad about this. Michael Keaton was the only one that really cared a lot. Um, if you're playing Batman, it is an honor. Just a heads up on that in your career. You should mm-hmm. be honored to be Batman. This is 007 level, but more people watch it. Uh, yeah. So so be appreciative. And, and Ben Affleck, like, it was stressful for him, and I understand that. And he has his demons he's fighting the whole time while he's doing this. But, dude... You have throngs of fans watching you that would not give a shit about Argo. You know what I'm saying? Like, be nice, dude. So yeah. there's that. <laughs> okay. Um, and then for Zack Snyder, everybody's like, oh, we got to get the Snyder Cut. We got to get the Snyder Cut. And I'm like, man, two years before this, we were all joining in on saying how bad Batman and Superman versus Superman was. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him. Zack Snyder's cut still going to include his choice to add, you know, Lex Luthor as, or you know, whatever his name was, as Lex Luthor. Terrible yeah. casting choice. Horrible. Zack Snyder has not impressed me with any of his filming options that he's made, you know? I like Man okay. of Steel, don't get me wrong, but he's, he, you know, I don't know. Man of Steel is good, but also that Superman's not a real Superman because he doesn't inspire hope. He survives. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, as much as I do like that Superman. I don't know. That, so um, now that that air is cleared on my side, I feel bad doing that, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm not hyped for him at all. I like your uh, Zack Snyder take uh, for sure. And then the Ben Affleck thing, I, I agree with you. It is kind of an honor. It's not like Star Wars where you're fin- you're in Star Wars and it's like, okay, shit, what do you do after Star Wars? Because not a lot of like celebrities have been successful after Star Wars. They're just huge in the Star Wars world. Right. Um, but um, that's not happening with superhero movies. I, I've seen uh, like the Marvel cast, Chris Hemsworth, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. do multiple movies. So mm-hmm. I don't really feel that happening in the super er- superhero area. And plus, you're Ben Affleck. Like you were, you were doing shit way before Batman. So I don't really think your career is going to tank because you're stuck doing Batman for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can see that too. Well, just be appreciative. I, I I do understand that the scheduling is really rough on him. He he's mentioned to that and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but you have but you're so an actor many at your people. job. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're an actor. It's your job. And this is this is the big times, man. You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to keep shitting on this, but you know. Yeah, you get paid tons of money to do your job. I mean, come on. And way more for being a superhero than you do in anything else you do, man. Right? So, like yeah. Boston, not your basketball cop. coach, basketball coaching movie. That's <laughs> probably predictable. All shit. Yeah, let me guess. You're going to give an inspiring speech at the end? Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> you guys win or lose. I mean, a lot of people like to flip the endings nowadays, so. I mean, Yeah, right? Twist. Okay. Now that we have that clear, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we went on a good, like, three, four-minute tangent there. Uh, okay, so, yeah, it's going to be 20 to $30 million. Uh, many felt that, see, even the way when I was writing this whole thing up, I was like, many felt, not like I felt. <laughs> many felt that Justice League was stolen from Zack Snyder because uh, following his hiatus after his daughter's death. And the project being given over to Joss Whedon. Whedon decided to make everything brighter and lighter. This version is going to return back to the darker form, much like that fight in the rain that you saw in uh, Batman versus Superman. Uh, this is a, a quote from Zack Snyder. I want to thank HBO Max and Warner Brothers for this brave gesture for supporting artists and allowing their true vision to be realized. Also, a special thank you to all those involved in the Snyder Cut movement for making this a reality. And that's really, that's what it boils down to is all those people that were behind the Snyder Cut movement, like, congrats, guys. When when these things happen, when fans make things come back, like, for me, it was community, getting community back, stuff like that. Like, it's cool rallying moment for the fans. So uh, congratulations to all of them. That was really cool. I don't know. <laughs> Do you really mean that? Congratulations. <laughs> congrats to the fans and to Zack Snyder. Just, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to say about, uh, Batman versus Superman, the sequel? Um, nah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch it for sure. I'm, I am looking forward to uh, it, but well, yeah, with the, with the 2021 time frame, it kind of just puts it down around it for the fact that it's just another thing that we hear about that's going to be way out in the future, you know? Well, yeah. And another thing too, like, just, just got that filming, yeah. you know, the, the, the flash in this one, I can't remember his name for me, but anyways. The Flash in this. We, we, we were talking about this a couple weeks back. Uh, a couple months back. Yeah. He shouldn't be in films anymore. And you're going to bring him back for filming on this. And he's going to be resurging because of this. And it's like, that dude, you know, assaulted a woman in the streets in Europe. He should be in in jail. And definitely not in films anymore. Uh, so it's like, I don't know. Just let this thing freaking die. I'll try to play both sides. Like, how many people go up to him and want to fight? But clearly she was not that type of person. Yeah, but then again, you shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not gonna talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to. There's a new movie on a much lighter note. Uh, We're gonna be having (laughs) some uh, Game of Thrones uh, players return. Uh, We have a new show coming up with Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa. Uh, They actually never had screen time together. They were both like BFFs with the Dragon Queen. But they never had screen time together. So this time they're going to be able to share the screen. So Jason Momoa is going to be playing a vampire who's sworn off killing. And Peter Dinklage is going to be Van Helsing. I cannot wait to see this. Uh, it's going to be called The Good, The Bad, and The Undead. They're traveling around. First off, you remember the movie Brothers Grimm with Matt Damon? And... I do. Yeah. Okay. I liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the first part of that movie where they're like scheming everybody by going around and, you know, making these witches attack with these yeah. false things and then they're like oh we save the day that's what this is going to be about so jason Bo is going to go to a village and like attack this village then you got van helsing rolling in and he'll save the day from jason momoa uh and they just kind of go to, from town to town and, and playing that stunt over and over again uh what do you okay. think about the idea of this, this movie coming okay that's actually pretty funny now because when i read this 
And I was like, okay, I love Van Helsing. And um, then I read Peter Dinklage uh, is Van Helsing, just most the vampire. I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of confused of what what their <laughs> their idea is, right? And so then once you put that together, oh man, I feel like this could just crack us up. I think this is going to be hilarious. And let's go ahead and just get the elephant out of the room. Jason Momoa is a giant dude, and yeah. Peter Dinklage is not. So those mm. two against each other is going to be hilarious. <laughs> That's going to be great to see. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm kind of hoping this is. Uh, this is a, this is a show on Hulu right now. I don't I don't recall if it's a Hulu exclusive or not, but it's called The Great, and it's set in like this in Russia in the really old, I don't know proper times. I don't know how to, what the what the date is. Eighteenth century. Okay. And it's really proper, the film, but the dialogue and the things they do are super funny, but it's just an elegant way of going about it. So it'd be kind of cool if this was that same tone. Like yeah. everything's serious and everything's uh, uh, just improper again, but that it's really funny, the dialogue between these two. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm looking forward to, where mm-hmm. you just have like, I don't know, <laughs> them on the road together going from town to town is going to be a lot of fun. And then, of yeah. course... The point of this, I'm sure, is going to be eventually they run into one evil vampire and they have to team up against them. And that's going to be a blast to see. Oh, uh, man. Man, you got me excited about this one. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just good to see the, the old Game of Thrones crew <laughs> getting back together. Yeah, for sure. This idea came from the guy. Uh, his name is Damien Shannon, who made Freddy versus Jason. You remember that one? Oh, I've seen that multiple times at the movie theater. Hey, oh, at the theater. But it's okay. not like it's a great... Uh, movie but it's fun but it it is fun for sure (laughs) so we at least have that to look forward to yeah all right next up ruby rose is leaving batwoman so she was cast as batwoman during 2018 for a guest role and then received her own series a year after in a statement she says that she appreciates the cast and producers but doesn't explain why she's leaving later on there's rumors coming out that so according to multiple sources uh from variety uh she uh, Rose was unhappy with her long hours required of her as the series lead, which led to friction on set. It was oh thus decided by her and the network and studio uh, and Warner Bros. and all them to part ways. These these shoots, because Arrowverse does the old school 22 uh, episode seasons. They are long shoots and they're up in Canada. So sometimes it's away from family. Um I don't know, man. It's just kind of the Ben Affleck thing. You're Batwoman. <laughs> just put up with it. But it, she, she was when she was casted, she was kind of the biggest star to be casted in the Arrowverse. So there's that, too. I don't know, man. I really think she should have um, stuck it out. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, my thoughts going back to uh, Ben Affleck. You're an actor. This is your job. I'm sorry you get paid yeah. hell of money to fucking wear a suit and walk around, you know? That's my hardcore feelings about it. Yeah. But um, so how much do you think it is the long hours compared to this uh, injury that she suffered? So, yeah, she did have an injury that that she almost had paralysis for. That she was facing paralysis for it. And she had surgeries for mm-hmm. it. I think had something to do with it. Uh, not everybody's a Tom Cruise where they can get an injury and then just they're emboldened by it. Yeah, right. Uh, she actually feared for it and, and, and totally justified. It's not like you're not going to be doing more stunts with Batwoman. For there sure. Hours, I, wonder... I think it's around 12 hours a day sometimes. Oh, my God. Okay, whatever. That's not horrible. I, I wish I could play a fucking Batwoman for 12 well, hours a day. And it's 12 hours a day for three months of shoots. And then you do reshoots okay. later on, but then you stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I, can, I feel like with... if I, I feel like if I was, you know, had this injury or suffered an injury like this, um, I could go up to the director and work out things to be more safe or cautious, you know? Mm-hmm. There's got to there's be a way. Stunt doubles or whatever the case may be. I wouldn't just want to give up on something. 
Um, but maybe she did have that conversation and nothing was able to come out of it. So, I mean, we don't know that. Uh, yeah, and they, they see this yeah. friction on set, so I bet she's arguing people too. Yeah. Hmm. It seems like the injury could just be uh, a nice way to tell everyone, like, yeah, I don't, I'm, you know, scared to get hurt again, but there seems like there's a lot more than just that for sure. Yeah. How do you think they're going to bring on a new Batwoman? How are they going to change the cast? Are they just going to be like, oh, hey, it's just a new actor? Or are they going to do something? Uh, that'll be like canonical. I I think I think it just needs to be a new actor. I've seen this before on Game of Thrones, uh, where you yeah. one season is the next person. You're like, hold on, why isn't this whoever from the last season? Um, but um, I think you just throw a new actor in there and just go with the flow. I mean, you already set this whole setting up for Batwoman. Why try to revamp it? You know, if they were to do something fun and and put it within comic book terms, what do you think they should do? Are you why you think about the, it? Are you trying to bring up the Flash? Well, I, I said, that's what I was gonna say is why you think about one. I'll do Flashpoint. So they <laughs> okay, I was gonna Flashpoint say, are you thinking about Flashpoint? <laughs> <laughs> um, they've done Flashpoint already in the Arrowverse, but there's no reason to not do it again, uh, in mm. some form or another. That's uh, Diggle uh, got a, I think he had a daughter and now has a son because of mm-hmm. Flashpoint and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they could always do that. Like, there's some reason Barry needs to go back in time in the process. He screws things up, and Batwoman is now a new new person. Uh, that can easily be, uh, you know, something that can happen. Uh, maybe yeah. he like changes. He ends up like hurting. He, they can go back kind of far too. He ends up hurt, hurting Batman woman's mom. And so, you know, it's the general ends up marrying a new mom and or no, a new woman. And then so that changes the way Batman would look. That makes more sense because it's his, it's her dad that really influences her abilities and stuff like that. Uh, there's something there. Do you have any other options? Sure. I'm going to do a Rick and Morty. You know, just, just, just freaking Morty show up. Just left <laughs> out of left field. No, just come from a different universe, straight up. And, uh, <laughs> they've already done this how many times? Okay, I wasn't thinking that, but I would love to see just Rick and Morty pop up right and with the portal and like, here's your Batwoman, yeah. and they just take off. <laughs> Best episode ever. <laughs> um, no, but we, I don't know. I feel like many times we've seen alternate universes with the superheroes, so I think that's the only yeah. real thing that they'll actually do. Yeah, it's hard because Crisis ended up making it to where they're all in the same universe now, mm-hmm. uh, the last event. But they could still do something. That's why I was going with time travel. But they could still, I mean, look, it's <laughs> it's DC, it's comic books. There are still multi-universes at some point. Yeah. But yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. I don't know. Do you have any ideas on who you'd want to cast as, as the new Batwoman? Oh, man. You're going to hate me for this, but um no because i don't give a shit about the cw universe <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me man. <laughs> i know i'm killing you but every time we talk about the cw universe like arrowverse the flash or anything you know my feelings towards all of them like yeah. they don't um i just don't uh care about them like they're they're not entertaining for me um oh man i i, I would want to see someone tough why do you have someone in mind I would like for them to reuse Lori from Arrow uh, and have her come back. She's also Black Siren and um, and Canary, Black Canary. Siren and Black Canary. And uh, they've already used her for two different characters. <laughs> Bring her back for a third one. Uh, she's a really good actress, and uh, she won't have a role outside of this, I think. So we need to get her back in. Yeah, and it won't be... I, I can't see it like, be some like crazy A-list person, right? Like, we're not going to see... Um... I just think it's top of my head because I'm watching the movie like Reese Witherspoon or something crazy like at, no, at no, the level, right? Yeah. So it's hard to, and even at that, if I were to say, which kind of will transition and transition to our next topic, 
uh, Rosero Dawson, if I'm saying her first name Rosio, right. Yeah, yeah. Rosio Dawson. Like, I think I she'd be a kick ass yeah. woman too. Um, but I even feel like she's kind of getting up there now as being an actress. Um, I, so I, I don't see her doing that. For this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can't really pinpoint a female actress. We'll have to role. see. Yeah, we'll be following it closely, and we'll let you guys know when they when they find a new actress. There's a couple of people out in the out in the uh, rumorverse, but nothing confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. So moving on to Rosario Dawson, we have Ahsoka is getting her own freaking live action series. This is fantastic. She is amazing. If for some reason you guys aren't familiar with who Ahsoka is, uh, she's your new favorite Jedi. You just got to watch her content. <laughs> so she's getting her own series. It's going to be on Disney Plus. It's going to follow after uh, her appearance on The Mandalorian. And uh, the man, by the way, the next season of Mandalorian, we haven't even announced. We mentioned that they're bringing back Boba Fett. They've casted so many new people, but we're kind of waiting for them to finish casting people so we can wrap them mm-hmm. all up because it's, it's starting to look really awesome over there. Uh, and so, yeah, she's going to be having her own series. What story do you want out of uh, a new Ahsoka series? Like, what do you want to see her doing? Who do you want to see? I want to see her uh, a little mentally tarnished by that her master turned into Darth Vader. Yeah, I want to see her. Um, I don't know if it's so much of a struggle for it, um, but I want to see that mental game or what she has to do or feels like that maybe she failed at. Uh, that's we what I want to see. Yeah, we do see that at some point because, um, and I haven't seen Rebels, so I know there's a lot of fans out there that are like, yeah, more than there's I actually do. some actually characters from Rebels that are going to be on this as well. I know we're there talking is. about wrapping up towards the end. Yeah, it's going to be following Rebels, so uh, timeline wise. Uh, yeah, and so she, you know, she left the Jedi and stuff like that. Uh, so we have seen her struggle with it, but that would be nice. This whole time she's continuously fighting against Vader. Mm-hmm. I think the thorn on his side would be awesome. Yeah. You think they could... Okay, hold on. Now I'm thinking Anakin's not doing anything. Like the actor, um, Christian Haydenson or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- I mean, what's he been up to? Bring him in for the series. Make it to where it's are, her versus him the entire time. Are we uh, going to go down the... That's at that time. Oh, okay. So this is just her series. Okay, I'm thinking Mandalorian. Yeah, that'd be so... Uh... Ah oh, man, yeah. He would obviously be Vader at that time, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> I got a, I got super excited when we saw Vader in uh nowadays uh technology when it was the end of Rogue One. Oh, so that was his best scene ever, uh, which is nuts. Oh like fighting wise especially, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that versus Ashoka. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh man, that would be so amazing. And then we could I mean, I really like for the Force Unleashed, the first one storyline. I would like to see somebody like that come in where you have this. That way you don't have to constantly use Vader because he's a lot of, he's expensive character to keep using. But then you have like this Jedi hunter that's always trying to fight her and she's trying to form the rebellion. And she could kind of be like this force behind the rebels. Uh, It could be a prequel to Rogue One, essentially, right? If I'm thinking correctly in the timeline. So where uh, someone's kind of setting up the events that happened in Rogue One, a prequel on a prequel. But it'll be a lot of fun, man. I think that would be amazing. What I like, okay, so I haven't seen Rebels either. Um, I gotta do that. Would Darth Vader be out of the question? Or Darth Maul, sorry, Darth Maul. Okay, that's where we're gonna get messed up. And there's a lot of, I wanna mm-hmm. get a shout out to like Rob, and there's a, we have a lot of listeners and Kevin and stuff like that that are like, what the hell? Uh, he is in Rebels. He's in Rebels. I don't know what yeah. the events are that follow up that. Okay, yeah, because I was say, I don't know either. I don't really watch Rebels. Well, I have not. Maybe I will check it out. I'm hearing it's kind of like, not as intense as Clone Wars was, or well, is? Well, Clone Wars is perfect. It's hard to, um, to just, yeah. So, I don't know if, I'll, maybe I'll dab a little bit to it, but half ass pay attention. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know the outcome of him in that, so I want to jump the gun. But um, just recently watching episode one again, 
Mm-hmm. My favorite duel scene is that Darth Maul duel scene. Dude, and it's so to, good. Oh my gosh, of all duels. Uh, okay, I'm going to number two again. I could watch Star Wars series all the time. But I was like, oh my god, duel-wise, it's the best. Now, I know that he is still alive, whatever, because we saw it at the Han Solo end, and then we we know of it because of Rebels. So if he's still surfacing out, out there, um, will we ever see Maul and Vader at the same time? Is that too much? I I think that's I, if it if it exists in Rebels. So yeah, I'm gonna you know what guys, I'm gonna start watching Rebels this week. Let's go. I'll, yeah, I'll take I'll a pause you. on rewatching Avatar, and by the way, fucking loving that, and start watching <laughs> Rebels. That way, we have somebody else <laughs> to see. But yeah, I think it's in that if it exists. Mm-hmm. I, people talk smack about Episode One, and it's I mean, let's okay. be honest, guys. Those lightsaber battles before Episode One, they were not that good. They were clunky and messy. And then think about right now the music, Duel of Fates, uh, that you think of when you hear a lightsaber battle. That oh came from God. episode one, and it's yeah. phenomenal. And I've talked so to you plenty of times that a lot of good things came out of episode one. And now watching this over again, uh, and you know, might get some hate for this, George Lucas, um, with the prequels, made, yeah. made Jedis what we like now with them. Um, in th- uh, 4, 5, 6... There was no like crazy fight scenes with Jedi's, or there were just very limited of Jedi's because of what happened uh, from the transition of three to four or whatever. Yeah. So when we think of Jedi's and then the fighting and the way they use everything, that's totally the prequels. And people could try to argue with that, but no, Jedi's are George Lucas made Jedi's badass because of the prequels. Yeah, and I'll give you one more. One mm-hmm. of the most Jedi of Jedi's is Qui Gon Jinn, and people don't give that mm-hmm. enough credit. Qui-Gon Jinn is a full-on badass. He turned up, or he doesn't yeah. turn, but he stood up against a lost Jedi Council and was a true Jedi doing what was right, man. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> is, yeah, especially when they so didn't well. want to take Anakin in. Like, everyone was like, no, screw Anakin. Of course, we know what happened later on in the future. Yeah, but it's like hard, the but... <laughs> whole, <laughs> but the whole, like, um, oh, his future is cloudy. Okay, so you don't know if it's bad or good, but we're just going to throw away this one child that has this insane amount of power. But he was yeah. like, no, I'm going to take him in myself. Qui-Gon was um, the first to be a Jedi ghost, showing that he was the most Jedi, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, we, we need a, we need someone with Qui-Gon, because there's not enough. I don't care too much about having, like, I know there's speculation for the Obi-Wan series or a movie, but I'd rather see a Qui-Gon movie or series. Dude, Just because there's so little less we know of by him. a younger Yoda. I mean, that's so cool. Damn. Ugh. Okay. We got all hyped up now. <laughs> So, yes, a new Ahsoka series coming soon. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> and go watch episode one over again. <laughs> okay, we have Okami, who's been a trusted leaker. We've talked about her, uh, them in the past. They, they they leak a lot of things for Call of Duty and, and uh, sometimes Fortnite and stuff like that. Well, they just released the Call of, They just leaked the Call of Duty. Uh, the next Call of Duty game is called the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, Eurogamer confirms the leaks. So they're always been pretty good about it too. There are no details exactly what this game's going to be uh, about, but we do know that Cold War took place in the 50s and all the way up to the 91. Uh, I think this will probably be mid 70s, maybe 80s. 80s is a lot of spy stuff. Uh, so this is a really good place for the campaigns where you're sitting there trying to infiltrate military bases without being caught, stuff like that. You have everything there. Uh, it's going to be probably if it's in the like the 60s, 70s, you could have it in Vietnam. You could have it. Uh, in the frozen tundras of, of Siberia. There's a, this actually sets up like they could do a whole series, a whole franchise out of this Cold War thing. Uh, what do you think that will happen with within the Cold War? Oh, man. Um, 
I think we're just gonna get. We have to get the probably the most uh, famous fight scenes from the Cold War, right? Um, I'm gonna revisit. Ah, shit. I don't know. I don't know. Well, one thing I was kind of shocked at is that one, one thing I could say that I appreciate is that they're going back to what fans like the most about it. So every yeah. time I see the name Black Ops, I get a little scared because of the yeah. last couple of Black Ops I don't really care for. It's super out there. I'm just not a big fan of. So now going back to this, can we... Is Call of Duty as a franchise from Activision and Infinity just going to stick with Modern Warfare and maybe this old, old time frame ones? I, that sounds great to me. Let's do Modern Warfare yeah. and then let's do Black Ops. It takes place in the seventies and eighties. That that clarifies things. And then one's a little more covert, or covert, and then the other one. I, I think that'd be fantastic. Um, what do you, what are, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that Call of Duty will stay like this towards the future? Or I think so. I think they they've learned their lesson from trying to do what Black Ops was the last the last one, Black Ops Four, which was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have Warzone now, which kind of you know takes care of that corner for them. So okay. I think this is going to be happening. I think that I think the Cold War is perfect for this because you have all kinds of locations you could use. The nature of the Cold War is that it was two nations at war that never shot technically, you know, in the records book, never shot at each other. Um, but there's all kinds of like false flag operations you could be doing. You could like, oh, we're, we're fighting through Korea. The Korean War is real big uh, during the Cold War and stuff like that, where one side's funding the other side. And um Afghanistan, like there's all kinds of locations where really United States and Russia were battling, but they did it through proxy people. Uh, so you could have like, oh, this one, we're helping the Afghanistans fight Russia, but technically we're, we're Americans in the Afghanistan army doing it. And then this one, we have uh, South Korea, North Korea, you know, they're, they're warring and stuff like that. But, but actually, you know, Russia's behind North Korea, we're behind South Korea. So there's all kinds of these little proxy wars that you could be doing. I think that makes for a very exciting campaign. And it could create these new little rules of like, hey, don't get caught. You know, so that's that's going to be a lot of fun in there. Yeah, and they do a good job at that, too, because other Call of Duties, they always bounce timelines or, I mean, bounce different situations and different characters who you are. So that'd be perfect yeah. to um, do that same thing. That'll be exciting. And then, of course, you know, Warzone will be back. We'll, I'm sure we'll get like a Warzone tie-in. There's going to be new maps and stuff like that. Oh, we'll tie yeah. Tie-in Warzone. And then I think they're going to use Warzone now as a way to sell the main games because Warzone's been so popular. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the next thing. This is kind of a weird one, but <laughs> like, let's talk about this. This is going to be fun. So uh, Club Penguin. Did you ever play Club Penguin when you were a kid? I think it might be a little bit outside no, of your age. So I never played it, but I've used, obviously, growing up, We've I've heard about this thing so many times. It's been everywhere. Yeah. What about Neopets? Are you more familiar with Neopets? I am. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Okay, so Club Penguin shut down in 2017. It was dwindling population. Other games came in and stuff like that. This used to be like an online community where kids would hang out and they'd play video games together and had like chat rooms and stuff like that. But it's all for kids, right? Uh, and, and Disney's the one that owned it all and it closed down back in the day. So since 27 or since COVID-19, uh, these private servers that have existed have started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. People have more time on their hands and they're wanting to socialize. So, hey, let's go back to Club Penguin, check it out. Uh, they boomed. And now Disney's noticed this. Disney's looked into it, and there are some of these private servers that don't have any kind of restrictions, which Disney had heavy restrictions on. Of course, they're Disney. Uh, and so they don't have anything preventing sexual language or hateful language. Uh, BBC started reporting on this and found that they call it in the community when you have sexting. <laughs> I sound like an old mm-hmm. man here trying to describe this. Sexting within Club Penguin. They call it Penguin e-sex. Which, uh... <laughs> That okay. sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's turning me on right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so you'd have people meet up and, and have this penguinese sex. And then uh, one, of the, one of the reporters was saying that like they were invited into this igloo. And then the person in the eagle had like, I guess you could like make your own custom art somehow or, or rewarding, whatever, and had all kinds of hate speech on the walls. So hmm. clearly people just being assholes in this, what was intended for kids. So Disney owning the rights to Club Penguin has now come across every, all these servers and is shutting them down one by one. Uh, and uh, despite the high demand, Disney says they're not bringing back Club Penguin. So this is your one, you know, opportunity for this. There are other similar environments where you can be hanging out with friends. Neopets was the one that I remember from, from when I was younger, getting those paint brushes. You could change the way your Neopet looked. And then, uh, of course, like games like World of Warcraft, they all have these private servers. So you can play World of Warcraft the right way or on a private server with less restrictions and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of things like that. Uh, what are your thoughts on the situation? Are people ruining a good thing? Should Disney bring this back? So my thing, I'm going to go with uh, this whole Disney thing. I'm interested in why Disney shut down so many video games from from them. Uh, yeah. We just had the Disney Infinity canceled. And I thought yeah. that was selling pretty well. Especially, I mean, my ass spent hella money on those figures. Yeah. Uh, so, and then we had like the Epic Mickey canceled. Then what, what is Disney producing really right now with video games? And why are they limiting that this market that can make so much money? Um, they're all about money. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm confused of why they keep shutting everything down. Yeah. Uh, the Club Penguin. Yeah. I think it's kind of uh, just BS that people, I guess, immature people to, you get, you get on something and want to push out this propaganda, this hate speech or do whatever. And it's like, dude, this is just a game about penguins. <laughs> like, yeah. It's too bad. Where, do you, where are you going to get with that? Yeah. It's kind of like when they do that stuff with Animal Crossing, too. And I'm not saying, like, the um, uh, the, uh, oh, okay, the yeah. protest. I'm saying, like, actual people being hateful and using their ability to customize the game in, in Animal Crossing. That's yeah. not what the intention of the game is. Animal Crossing is supposed to be a delightful place where people share and, and have fun together. And then you're tainting the idea by doing that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think about Disney um, canceling all the time? It seems like with their game studios. I mean, it's the so only thing weird. I've seen is Sony and Kingdom Hearts. But other than that, like, yeah, I thought Infinity was awesome, and I would I, definitely keep buying more. They should sign a partnership like EA has with Star Wars. Uh, they should sign a partnership with a company and don't make it EA uh, to just start <laughs> pumping out titles. I have a specific publisher I want them to work with, but let's go ahead and go with you. Is there any publisher you'd want Disney to sign a contract with so they can just start making Disney products? Oh man. Um I wanna think, out there. Yeah, I wanna think of um uh not two K for sure. Um no, I wouldn't hate Ubisoft, but then like we talked about the same thing, their games are the same. Um yeah. I don't I so I don't want to trust them either. Um of course not yeah. So okay, what about yeah. my choice is is rare. Oh man, that'd be so beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. That'd be per. That's already set up for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh man. Because I'm th- obviously we're thinking like Sea of Thieves, and then sea even Thieves, like yeah. um the whole rare replay. Like a lot of that art is perfect. Yes. If we were getting close to like the Disney Infinity art, um even uh I look at Epic Mickey. I love mm-hmm. playing Epic Mickey. Oh my gosh, Rare could totally redesign this thing to make it as it was and just a lot of cleaner version. Yeah. And oh, rare, man. they bring attention. They bring community. They uh, they have a really good way. They they do this nostalgia thing a lot, you know, where they'll make sure to reference themselves a lot, which perfect for Disney. It's something that I like, and other video game companies too. Of course, Nintendo does that well. Mm-hmm. Um, sea of Thieves is a good example. In Sea of Thieves, I have 
the Ori skin. I have the Master Chief skin. Uh, I need to get the uh, Banjo Kazooie one because I like how subtle that one is. But it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know they have that. That would per- blend in perfectly with 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 uh, Disney and all their lineup. I I don't see why they don't do this. It's perfect. Um. Yeah. Because a lot of the games that I I liked before were actually Disney Interactive Studios. So it's hard to. Yeah. Yeah, Rare would be perfect for this, if just for uh, image reasons. Yeah. So hopefully Disney picks this up, uh, maybe replace Club Penguin, something else for kids to kind of hang out with. Club Penguin was at a time when the internet was kind of still, not necessarily new, but still emerging as an everyday thing mm-hmm. and becoming mainstream and stuff like that. So I think a lot of people didn't quite know what that meant, and so they're trying to monetize it. That's where Club Penguin came in and Neopets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um there can be a version of it. Make a kid's version of Facebook. But, you know, God, it's so scary, though, because people are asses out there. Um, yeah. But there, it's not like there isn't a market for that. Look at Fortnite. I mean, it's, you know, that, that is a community for a lot of younger people. Yeah. Uh, you, you could easily do something like that. All right. Uh, let's move on to, uh, let's actually move on to the esports desk. And uh, did you have any scores that you wanted to make sure to give a shout out to? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to we just had the May Mayhem for uh, Overwatch, yeah. and a shout out to San Francisco Shock for winning the tournament. Um, they actually won it fairly with ease for each t- uh, matchup. In the quarterfinals, they won three one, and semifinals they won three zero, and then the finals they won four two. So yeah. it almost seems like they kind of just flew through these. Um, ass, so yeah. shout out to them. Yeah, they they murdered it for sure. And I want to give a special shout out to Corey, who is the uh, VP over there, a uh, buddy of ours. Uh, he, <laughs> the guy's got balls, man. He has this big bushy beard and he keeps it clean and it's a good size beard. And they said, man, if we win this finals, I'm trimming the center of it. In fact, you can imagine what that looks like. Think of Red Dead or Red Dead Redemption 2 and oh, stuff like God. that. <laughs> and he straight up did, bro. <laughs> it looks hilarious. Uh, uh, man, I'm gonna have to look at this. Yeah, it's really good. So check it out, guys. Shout out to Corey, who does a lot of hard work for uh, San Francisco Shock and, and for mm. Overwatch League in general. So yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I want to go ahead and talk about a couple of stories we got going on. Yeah. There's a new ranked mode coming to P- PUBG that'll eventually be making its way into the esports. So let me explain what this is. This is all started on the 26th. So that's coming up today uh, when you guys are listening to this. Uh, in the ranked mode, you'll be able to choose between three maps, Erangel, Miramar, and Sanhok. Uh, there's going to be increased loot spawns. You're able to get the uh, gear and weapons faster so you can get into the action a little quicker, you know. Uh, there's going to be no red zones and ranks. So that means that random spot that's bombed, none of that going to be in there. Both crossbows and motor gliders are being removed. Uh, so they're making it more, uh, how would you explain that? Like less RNG involved. So that it's a steady, predictable strategy you could have in place. Uh, so this less is, like resources then, basically when you're talking about the uh, motor gliders and all that stuff? or Well, it's just... I'm not huge those, in PUBG, so... Right. Okay, so yeah, those just created so many opportunities to like, oh, I got this. Like the cross was a one shot kill. Okay. Okay. Uh, like I got this, and now I can kind of cheese it a little bit and win the game based off of what I okay. found. Okay, Less about how skilled I am. Got it. And so that's that's going to be changing in the future. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a good idea. They needed to make this a little bit cleaner. So they're trying, to, of course, compete against the big dogs, Dota two and, and Valorant and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to make sure things a little bit more stable so that when your players come in they don't if you have somebody who's that good of a player they shouldn't be able to join a game and lose because somebody else got a crossbow and we're just sitting in the right spot uh that's what they're attempting 
and with this ranked mode, as you guys are playing it, it's coming to PC first, and then uh, the consoles is on the 26th. Uh, as you guys are playing it, this is eventually how they're going to kind of get in some of those low-level eSport pros. So you guys can really work your way up, and then they'll farm through that to grab up those pros and get them into the sport. This is a really good way to hone your skills and stuff like that and get even better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as a reminder, guys, you know, PUBG's on Steam. That's where I have it and everything like that. But it's currently, it will always be free on Google Stadia. So get over there, check out the Google Stadia. If you have the Google Stadia Pro, it, it's, it can be worth the money if you have decent internet and stuff like that. Uh, so you guys can be playing PUBG with your friends and it's cross-play. So you can be playing against somebody on the Xbox and somebody on the Steam. Uh, they all work together. So get out there and play PUBG. Really solid game. Actually, to me, it's my favorite Battle Royale. Uh, which nowadays is saying something. There's a lot of really good Battle Royales yeah, out dang. there. Yeah, shoot. You're playing Fortnite right now. How's that I going, am. by the way? I am. It's going wonderful. Um, only because I'm getting a lot better at it. So mm-hmm. um, definitely get the competitiveness to it. Um, I find myself getting mad or... Uh, I don't know. I'm just super into it. I don't know what it was. Just one week yeah. started playing it. And then... Uh, yeah, just kind of hooked on it now. I, uh, I'm really in, enjoying, well, especially with the Battle Pass, because they give you so many items for the the price. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying the using the Battle Pass. They just had a Deadpool skin, and I have the Deadpool skin, so that's a, definitely a hook. So I yeah. like how they're branching out to these other these other companies, basically having Marvel and Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they've had some, um, uh, I believe it was Black Widow that was in Fortnite. So if they keep kind of branching out the things, that's going to make other people hooked too. Um, yeah. obviously make a crazy amount of money um yeah but yeah i mean the, i'm actually enjoying enjoying the building aspect of it i know a lot of people don't because it's pretty difficult but once you kind of get yeah. used to it you find yourself you could go up to someone that's actually has a hard time of building throw a friend's fence in front of their face and they're like oh i don't know what to do now and then you just kill them it's kind of funny uh yeah, but i'm enjoying fortnite a i'm lot always right going uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oh, i don't I care build the wall the for me. Aspect. yeah <laughs> um but i'm enjoying that right now right now uh, Battle Royales, I'm not huge on Battle Royales, even though I'm playing Fortnite yeah. a lot. Um, I think Call of Duty is okay. Um, you know, I mean, those Call of Duty is definitely the per- people that don't want to build. They just want to kill things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not huge Battle Royale, but I like Fortnite. And then for like PUBG, I would say it's it's more about, you know, uh, hiding and and surviving and, and getting to the end and stuff like that. Well, I think uh, Call of Duty's got more of that like, Sharpshooting, fast-paced, you know, you know, all about mm-hmm. gunplay more. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's one out there, guys. Uh, Darwin Project completely free right now, and it's actually kind of survival-based. Where you actually have to keep yourself warm, and you upgrade your abilities, not your guns. So you're like changing how you play and stuff like that. So it adds a little bit of that Overwatch touch to it. So are you killing each other in Darwin Project? You are, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And then you can track each other on the map too. Sometimes so it's really cool. Like if you find these houses inside, you'll yeah. find maps, and you can look at the map, and you say, like, "Oh shit, they're in the other quadrant." And like these quadrants close oh. instead of like just the ring closing down, there's like quadrants and they close down randomly. Okay. Uh, it, it, nice. Maybe really I will game. check that out. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, okay. Next up, let's talk about this new esports summer camp that I might be signing up for. <laughs> uh so Immortal Gaming Club and Nerd Street Gamers, they're teaming up to create uh three online esports training camps covering League of Legends and Overwatch. The camps will last five to six weeks with consulting, QA panels, gameplay reviews, skirmishes, and more. The coaches come from Immortal Gaming Club, which you know is a series of uh, pro players. Camps will be starting in June and going into July, each running 150 bucks. Uh, what do you think, man? If you can get into pro status training, would you take this? Um, yeah, because I will be a on a pro team, hopefully from the for the Gladiators or Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
So my thing is this, uh, due to all the circumstances that's going on right now, this is obviously an all online like class or summer camp. Yes. What, what is it? Okay. It, okay. It is online summer, uh, summer camp, uh, with one on one with these guys. So like you'll, you'll of course have like these big Q and a sessions. Think of, yeah. you know, like a, you know, and then, uh, they'll do some one on one consulting with you. They'll be reviewing your gameplay. So you'll take, you'll play some matches, some skirmishes with them. And then they'll review how you did and, and help you like, okay, you could have done this differently. You could have done that differently. Um, I think it is a really good way to actually better yourself. I, for sure. I, I hundred percent agree. I really like that. Cause then you uh, definitely get a lot of hints from um, other people's perspectives, perspectives that you would have never thought of. Um, I think the $150 mark kind of kills it. How long is this camp of one thing? Like, is it worth $150? Yeah. Six weeks. Um, yeah. Okay. Six weeks. So, um, I don't know. Would you want to pay $150 for this? Like, do you think see yourself was, doing that? I think it was a bit less. I'm thinking like the $60 range. Maybe yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I think $150 to learn a couple tips that I could just probably watch on YouTube. Yeah. And the key uh, is... Yeah, that's like, horrible to say, but, you know. Well, you know, but I, I, I won't be a pro. I know that, you know. So, yeah, that's another true. thing. Like, if I was right on the cusp of getting better to like, oh, yeah, I'm almost in the pro circuit. I just got to hone my skills a little bit. Then totally mm-hmm. worth it. But I'm just like I would like to do better in Overwatch. I mean, look, look. Let's be honest. You and me in Overwatch, we're already carrying like another hundred. Yeah, we're already Team Portugal. I mean, come on, it, I mean, World it's, <laughs> it's crazy how good we are. <laughs> no, <laughs> like I'm, I'm slightly joking and not joking on that. But um, <laughs> you're only like eighty percent not joking. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, but if I knew I was gonna be an Overwatch pro, then I probably or had a chance at it. I probably would pay the hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a quote from John Tuck, who's the CC, uh, CCO of IGC. Um, IGC is excited to partner with Nerd Street Gamers to bring gamers this unique opportunity to learn from our professional players, have fun, and connect with new friends in a positive, structured environment. This is a unique moment in to- in time, and we believe the camp will serve gamers and their partners while establishing a format that we plan to replicate for years to come. There's one thing in there I really liked, where he's talking about uh, this kind of structured positive environment when you're in the gaming community and, and we've all experienced this uh especially in a competitive game games like you know league of legends stuff like that they get toxic so fast they're like yeah. hey guys uh i you know i died here during this two versus one scenario what could i have done better oh my god mm. try to ask that league of legends see what you get back yeah. <laughs> bunch of <laughs> fucking uninstall bro you know and half that's the time, how you I'm get the one better <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's so funny now i like i like his quote and um it really matches okay it really matches the 150 dollar price point now it matches with the quote for the reason that if i was going to this event and actually getting real one-on-ones or real like hands-on with others like in front of me i'm just thinking like in an event obviously not as big as blizzcon or anything but it's just an event to go to that's worth 150 dollars to me but for me, just to sit on my computer and then stream, obviously, face to, you know, these one-on-ones are Q&As. It just doesn't seem that much. Like, why do I pay that when I can just watch these videos? Um, and the re- the re- referencing, I'm referencing the quote because it does sound like, oh, man, that sounds like a fun place. Oh, hold on. I'm just going to sit in my chair at home. It's, it's not as fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, if it was if you were going to a place, I'd pay I'd pay the money for sure. And it's something that they plan to do for the years to come, but they're trying to replicate it, so maybe they will in the future. Yeah. I would do that. If it was like over here in San Francisco, that'd be cool. Yeah, it sounds like something super fun to do and just to get up and go. Um yeah. you know, stay a night or two, whatever, you know. That'd be awesome. Actually, now that yeah. I'm kinda of thinking like that'd be a cool convention idea. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's worth the money. Uh, but just to sit at home is not. So we planned on doing our Overwatch rankings uh, with a tier list. Uh, at the end of this episode, we started recording it and it ended up being over an hour long. It was so much fun to do. So we're actually going to do a bonus episode later this week where we release that. And I have a feeling this might become a new norm for us. It was a lot of fun to do. If you're an Overwatch fan, I can't wait if you guys to enjoy that episode with us. If you're not an Overwatch fan, just hang out with us. You know, we appreciate your visit. Uh, so that's going to come out later, probably about three days from now. We'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a wonderful week. Uh, I look forward to talking to you all during the Gathered Gamers event where you guys can share with us on Twitter your favorite games. We're going to have a bunch of questions going out during the week, during the month-long uh, event and just hanging out as gamers and celebrating gaming as a whole. Talk to you guys later and have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.